welcome to visit with Grandpa. Imagine the streets and the interstates if we never cleaned car wrecks up and let them pile up. Whoa, how well would those streets work after a few wrecks? Here comes another car. Oh, well, that was my life until I learned how to clean up my emotional wrecks. And now I train mentors to help their families and their friends with addictions. So let's get started. Guess what? This is the second recording. And the reason I'm doing it again is because when I did it the first time I went to listen to it it was all grovelly like I don't know what happens it happens every once in a while but it's all grovelly and I went ugh when I heard that and I dropped my shoulders and my head went oh man and tilt my head one way guess what I was doing I was doing what they call body language and Chris Voss he's our quote today he said body language and tone of voice, not words, are the most powerful assessment tools. Isn't that exciting to think we have an excellent assessment tool that we can observe and analyze just by looking at it? I'm excited because it fits exactly. Actually, I picked this letter. The letter I got from a, a mother about her daughter says, My child is 18 and walks around with her shoulders slouched over, head down, and never looks at me except for a glance during conversation. She went a little bit longer and then said, Is she there? And then the great question is, How can I help? So that's what we're going to talk about today. What does the powerful assessment tool of body language say to us about the description that mother gave us. You can see that she's overwhelmed just by looking at her shoulders, right? Who has shoulders that feel like that every once in a while? <laughs> yeah, you go, life's hard at times. And if it's been that way for a long time, you can understand somebody's shoulders just going, oh, and then after the shoulder slouch, slouches down, what comes with it? A head. And the problem with that is if your head's down, are you looking forward to the future? No. You're like, oh, just looking at the ground. And that's not a positive. It doesn't bring a positive mental attitude. It doesn't bring upbeat feelings. It doesn't help. And then what do you think the eyes are? Not even willing to look at her mom in the eyes, except for every once in a while. That's a sign that she's hurting. You can see it. Who's, who's, you know, you've seen this. You've felt this probably. I have. I mean, who hasn't felt this? And you go, man, I kind of feel bad for her. Because it's funny. We do this all the time. We'll see somebody we're going to, especially a teenager or a child that's sad, they're pouting. We go in there and try to change what their body language is telling us. We try to make them happy. What's the biggest clue? 
a smile. How many times do you have you seen a little kid and he goes, smile? Or even an infant, smile. Is that smile trying to change them? You're you're hoping to be able to change what they're feeling so you're affecting what they what's going on. So we read body language all the time. You're already really good at it, and you've demonstrated that by what you do with kids and others. You ever done that to an adult and you you go smile and they they just you know yeah right i'm not gonna smile so you have to tell a joke or something you know then sometimes they just walk out and you go okay stay in your grouchy mood so we're already good at this and if you want to understand body language even better watch a dog because they really you know demonstrate everything through body language and you can tell it, you know, they're happy to see you, they're, they're angry or whatever, they're coming to get you, stuff like that. And I was a, as a probation parole officer, I never got bit once by a big dog. I got bit by the little yappy ones on the, you know, in the very bottom of my heel, those little, little bitty ones, but they weren't biting to hurt you. They're just biting. I don't know why they bite. <laughs> they just bite because they can, and they usually bite your shoe and whatever, you know. That's the only dog bite. I, I never got bit where I went. That was bad. And part of the reason was I watched their body language. I had grown up on a farm. I knew what dogs did. And so they also knew my body language. And as I we dealt back and forth, the dog and me, we would understand that, look, I'm not a threat or whatever. Or sometimes, you know, I'm not going to say there wasn't times I was glad there was a gate there. or I wasn't glad there was a chain on the end of that dog. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying those that were released, I could watch their, you know, they're free to move around. I could watch their body language and it helped protect me. And then really what really benefited me a whole lot was this guy by the name of Kurt Duncan. Yep. Hopefully you know him already, but if you don't look his name up, three key elements. What he did was impressive because he was a body language expert. He could read body language, but what he did with that reading was really cool. He learned that we could change the inside of the body, the feelings, by changing the way you stand. Why is that? Well, I'll go over this more in detail later, but there's, we have two minds, the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. We're consciously saying words. But there's so much more going on because our our conscious mind can deal with like seven to nine things in one moment. The subconscious mind deals with like seven to eight million. And some people believe it's in the billion things at one moment. So there's so much more going on. So many, you know, that feeling of overwhelm, consciously you can fake it. But the body is, you know, the subconscious mind is saying, ha, ha, you know, we're on... We're on overwhelm mode right now. We're shutting down. So we'll shut your shoulders down. We'll shut your head down. And that, and you can see what's going on. So if you go in and say, you know what? No, lift my shoulders back, lift my head up. We're changing. So the beauty of that is think about it. We want to be mentors. And we can watch our mentee and see what's going on and go, Hey, 
you don't look like you're feeling really good today. How come? And you start to be able to talk to them, see, you know, we know we have that assessment, that powerful assessment tool right in front of our faces. And then we can say, well, you know what? Lift your shoulders up a little bit and see if that helps. Look up. You, you know, you can always get them to look up by just being above them with, you know, or say, look, look at that over there. And you watch and they'll start to kind of break out. The way you break somebody out of it really bad is get them to look up a little bit. And sometimes they're just not willing. I'm going to give you that. They're just mad or whatever, but we can work on that. And they don't know we're over there working on them. We're just like we did when we were kids. And the greatest thing is a smile. If we can get them to smile, that's awesome. So, that's body language in a nutshell. I'm going to go over it in the next two podcasts in detail. But what I want you to do is kind of get an understanding of where it comes from. It comes from that subconscious mind processing so much more material and the body needing a place to get rid of it or to share it or to express it or whatever it's doing at the moment. I mean, when I say get rid of it, that's that might be a negative word, but it's also a positive word. You've been excited and you're just excited because you and you're getting rid of it. You're burning it off, but you're also excited because you're out there sharing things. Hormones are a great big multiplier of our body language because when you're getting happy, happy hormones, dopamine and stuff like that, you got to burn it off. And then when you're getting sad hormones, you may have to, you know, move it in a different manner and get some things going on. But our body language also affects our hormones where, you know, when we're smiling, it starts dropping dopamine. When we're frowning and looking down, it's starting to feel that cortisol thinking, huh, is something bad going on? Or it just starts, you know, having bad feelings. So what I invite you to do this next couple of days is to get ready for the next things I'm going to teach you. And to do that, all I need you to do is watch people. I want you to do watch for three things. See if their shoulders slouch. And if they do, then you know something's up. The next thing I want you to do is see if they make eye contact with you. Now, if you're not strong enough and ready to do that, you know, make eye contact with them, with them, that's okay. Just try it once or twice, but from a distance, kind of watch, you know, from where you're comfortable and just see if they're strong enough too. And then the third thing, if you're strong enough and you feel like Superman or Superwoman, do this. The third thing, smile <laughs> and see what they do back. And then this is the most important part of it. How does it make you feel when you smile at them? Just kind of watch that. And then how does it make you feel even how much different if they smile back? Because the truth comes down to this, and this is what I want you to experience. Where's the real power? You smiling at them or the return smile back to you? If it's in the return smile back to you, whoa, 
What does that say about your ability <laughs> to throw out powerful smiles, to throw out powerful eye glances, eye contact? What does that tell about the power you have and that awesome face you have? So watch those. Watch their shoulders. Watch for eye contact. And then smile. You got this. We'll see you later.